Hello, this is Brighter Evening, a podcast where we discuss fun, food, and ideas to make the world brighter. Good evening, my name is Josh. Thank you for joining me this evening on Brighter Evening. Tonight, we're going to talk a little bit about my recent trip to Arby's. Uh, as you know, we talk about food here, and I thought this would be a fun place to, to kick that off. So, I'll be honest, it had been a number of years since I'd been to an Arby's. We stopped by uh, an Arby's on our way back from vacation, and uh, I don't think I ate anything. I think it was you know, just where we were at, passing through town, there was an Arby's, and I wanted to get my, my kid some, something to eat because he was hungry and needed to fall asleep or something. So I might have had a small bite, but I, I'm not even sure if I had that. But a few weeks ago, maybe two months ago at this point, we were in a, a small town a ways away from where we live, and we're looking for something to eat before we drove home. And there wasn't a lot around in town that was uh, that was a good option, so we pulled into the Arby's. Like, hey, you know, we haven't we haven't tried this in years, and so we got a few different things. I got the classic roast beef sandwich. And wouldn't you know it, it was it was better than I remember. Uh, enough so that I wanted to get more. And so I did. Uh, one other time I've I had an opportunity as near one, but you know I really wanted to explore some of the flavors on the menu and see kind of what it was like. And I kept not having opportunities to do it, but just recently I sort of made an opportunity one evening. Went over to to the Arby's and ordered a few things from the menu so I could try them. So the first thing I got was just a classic roast beef sandwich. And if you've never had an Arby's roast beef sandwich, uh, it's got thin sliced beef. Um, and like most roast beef sandwiches that you would buy, the it doesn't taste just like beef. The, the beef has some flavorings in it, some spices and some kind of marinade and who knows what kind of mixed in there. And it, it turned uh, somehow they turn it into some kind of loaf or something and they slice it very thin. That gives it a really good flavor. They serve it hot. Um, and if it's if it's been well cooked, it's fresh. You know, it's it's a great flavor. The Arby's that I went into uh, was pretty busy, so you could at least rely on good turnover on the food. Um, I also saw that the people that were there were probably you know a lot heavier than the people that I see elsewhere in that area. So it made me a little bit nervous for what I was about to do to myself, but I persisted. So I got I got my roast beef sandwich and. Like I said, it tasted great. Um, I mean, it's a fast food sandwich. It's not uh, not going to change your life, but it was good. So I said, well, all right, we'll, we'll start there. Um, I also had a chance to try one of their um, King's Hawaiian sliders. So they sell these very inexpensively. Um, they have different flavors of them, and one of them had uh, ham, and so it's the King's Hawaiian bread, that kind of sweet bread that they sell in the grocery store, and then they, they put ham, and just like with the roast beef sandwich, they put nice thin slices of ham. I can't tell you I remember the flavor that well, because it's been a few days now, but I do remember it was less like grocery store ham, and it was more like the ham flavor you'd get from a you know, honey-baked ham that you'd cook in the oven or something like that, so it was pretty good. Um, and then there were two other items that I tried. One was the French dip sandwich, and the other was the gyro. Now, I will say I didn't finish all this food. I also tried a dessert, but I wanted to just get a, f- a feeling for a number of these flavors. 
So, um, before we move on, I do want to talk about some stuff that I learned about Arby's recently. There's a great video on YouTube uh, by Company Man where he talks about the history of Arby's and the cool fact that I learned that I had to share was the name of Arby's. I always thought it was like the last name of the founder or something. And that's probably kind of right, but it's kind of not right. Um, Arby's is like the letters R-B apostrophe S. Arby's. And there are two theories. One of them is that it stands for roast beef because their first thing, their signature dish, is roast beef. But it actually stands for Rafal Brothers. These are the founders of Arby's. Really fascinating story about how they grew this business and made it very successful. It's changed hands. It was at some point uh, part of Wendy's. It was owned by RC Cola, which, you know, RC Cola is a, a topic I'm going to bring up in a future episode. Um, it changed hands a lot of times. It, in fact, today they own Buffalo Wild Wings. It's under the same uh, company ownership. So pretty interesting stuff. Um, I just wanted to throw that in there because I found it fascinating, and I hope you do too. Uh, but anyways, so... Arby's has um, has a number of these sandwiches. One of them is a French dip sandwich. Now, if you've never had a sandwich like this, they're served a variety of different ways, but the way I've typically had it is they give you some kind of a roast beef sandwich. So, right, this kind of falls in line with what Arby's sells, some kind of sliced beef, cooked up warm, served hot. It's on typically a baguette or some baguette-style roll. Uh, it may have cheese. It may have onions. Um when I eat it, of course, I, I don't eat uh, dairy usually. Uh, it hurts me if I do, so I get it without cheese. Um, they might do sautéed onions. They might do other things. might put horseradish on it. Maybe not. Um, and then they serve a, a sauce on the side called au jus sauce, which is made from the drippings of the beef. Uh, typically salty, um, fairly savory sauce, uh, like a umami-type flavor, but not not salty like brine, not salty like salt water, just... Enough that you can say, yeah, this this feels salty. So I, I, I just recently ate another French dip sandwich, and it was good because I could compare the two and, and kind of really think about it. So the first thing about this French dip sandwich that really stood out to me, and it was a surprise when I ate it, but it shouldn't have been a surprise, is the fact that this sandwich was using Arby's regular roast beef, right? For some reason, I kind of expected a bit of a different flavor, but they, they just put their regular roast beef on it. I didn't get their Swiss cheese, which is how they, they would typically do it, um, and they didn't put any other toppings on top of it. So it was just this beef and, and the bread. So it really wasn't that different from a regular RB sandwich. Uh, you could, of course, put their, their horsey sauce, which is their horseradish sauce. Uh, you could put RB sauce on it or whatever. I tried with and without the horsey sauce. Um, and it didn't have a big impact, right? Their horsey sauce is this kind of man-easy horseradish sauce. It's not not super uh, powerful. It's not like eating wasabi or something. But it, it definitely has that horseradish feeling to it. So uh, that was the surprising thing, right, for me, which it shouldn't have been. Of course, they're going to use the same roast beef because that's kind of what a French dip sandwich is. Um, in the, the thing that I really started thinking about as I ate it was the roll. Rather than using their normal kind of burger bun, they put it on this French roll. And I'm struggling to come up with a good description for the the kind of flavor and texture of this roll. It's a lot like the bread you'd get at a grocery store, and maybe it's like half-baked and you have to finish baking it. 
rather than being hard on the outside, which is something I would kind of expect from more of a baguette style roll, it was soft. The bread was kind of spongy. If you've been going to Wendy's long enough to remember the ciabatta bread that they put, it almost had that texture, but much lighter. Um, so kind of like a very spongy, porous bread. Um, the au jus sauce that was there, uh, it was fairly strong and umami, um, somewhat salty. Nothing stood out about it too much. So all in all, you put those pieces together, and it was it was okay. For a fast food sandwich, not bad. Um, I recently just ate one at La Madeleine, which is a relatively small chain of kind of French-themed restaurants. And they have the French dip on their menu. Now, I think that's funny personally because the French dip sandwich is not a French sandwich. It doesn't come from France. It comes, like many great things, from Los Angeles. There are a couple restaurants out there that both claim to be the origin of it. But the basic idea was they, they came up with a sandwich and the way they serve it, which is different than most restaurants, they dip the bread and serve the sandwich wet. They have a single dip and a double dip variety. The double dip variety, they they dip both the top and bottom bun. The single dip, just the, the bottom bun. Um, the one I was familiar with from a trip I was on in L.A. once was Phillips. Someone was telling me that Phillips double dip sandwiches are the most amazing thing. Unfortunately, I never made a chance to had the chance to make it over there. But I I thought it was funny that this French style restaurant put a French dip sandwich on their menu because it sounds French, right? They also had French toast on their menu, which is at least a little bit more of a French dish than this is. Uh, in any event, the the ticket price at this place is a little higher. The quality of their food can be a little bit better. It's a bit hit or miss. Their pastries are pretty good. Their entrees, you know, some are good, some aren't. Um, but this one was actually pretty good. So the place that they got it really right was in the bread. The bread that they used was an actual, like, baguette bread that had been sliced, and it was toasted crispy. That gave great texture and held up against the au jus sauce. I would say that their au jus sauce was also superior. It had a bit of sweetness to it. It was a little bit saltier. Lots of beef flavor. Um, almost like you could imagine what you get from pho. So it was a really great sandwich. They put sautéed onions on it, and it came with some horseradish sauce. But the sauce that they put on it was very mild. It didn't didn't burn at all. So altogether, it was a, a fantastic flavor. Um, I think where they fell short was actually in the meat itself. The meat was, was decent meat. There's no problem with the quality, but I actually kind of liked the Arby's meat. So if I could take the Arby's meat and and replace the meat in this sandwich, I think it probably would have been an even better flavor. I don't know that for sure, but that's just kind of my guess. Um, and I won't say that either of these were the best French dip sandwich I've had. Um, you know, there have been other places that have made them that have been very good, but... You know, it was it was actually kind of fun to try it, and it was really fun for me to compare the two and say, you know, what was good, what was bad. I think definitely, if you're gonna if you're gonna go for a French dip sandwich, use a nice crusty roll because when you dip it in the au jus sauce, it's gonna have the strength to hold up to that juice, and so you're gonna be able to bite it without it getting all you know mushy and gross. Um, au jus sauce, I'll tell you, I I wish I knew more about it so I could say, yeah, this is what makes a good one, this is what doesn't. But you got to have it, right? You got to get something from those drippings and 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 kind of just make a good 
a good dip. So all in all, if you like that kind of sandwich, or you're at least curious about it, you're at an Arby's and you, you're in a hurry, it's worth getting. Um, just be careful because it's an easy one to splash and stain on yourself. Uh, the other item that I tried that was a sandwich was the gyro. Now their gyro is uh, is interesting. Again, on the non-dairy thing, you're really handicapping a gyro, right? You don't put tzatziki sauce. Some places like to put feta on there. Both of those are out of the picture. Both of those have relatively strong flavors and really, can really impact. In fact, probably for a lot of people, they define the flavor of a gyro. So for me, I'm, I'm working with a whole different set of flavors. A good place makes a, the making a non-dairy gyro will have really well-marinated meat, and the flavor is going to be fantastic um, just from the meat alone. You add in the lettuce, the tomatoes, the onions, and a good bread around it, and it's, it's still going to be a fantastic thing to eat. Um, I didn't honestly have high hopes going into this because it's Arby's. Right, they're a roast beef company. They're not a gyro company, and you know it's fast food. I've had I've had kind of industrial type gyros in the past. I had one at a restaurant at at a zoo. You know, it was just without the yogurt sauce it was just a terrible experience. Uh, but this this so I'll say that was a terrible experience. This Arby's gyro far surpassed that, but that's a very low bar to set. Um. I guess I'll start with the bread. With the bread, they used a reasonably thick flat bread. Um, the flavor on that was decent. Uh, you know, not not the greatest flat bread you're gonna eat. I don't expect that out of a fast food chain, but it was it was good. It was good enough. Um, if you were to like toast that bread and dip it in some hummus, I think it would be pretty reasonably good. Uh, the vegetables on there were as fresh as you'd expect from a fast food place. Reasonable, not not the highest quality tomatoes that were sweet and, and tangy, but they were they were okay you know they weren't squishy or slimy or anything you had lettuce and some onions onions actually added a lot in terms of flavor the meat that was on there was mediocre um it was the, i asked for the traditional gyro it was a little bit different than than the arby's roast beef i think with the tzatziki sauce if i could have had it that way i probably would have enjoyed it more but it was an okay sandwich um you know will i be going back and ordering that no, next time I'm in an Arby's, I'll probably be going for roast beef again because that's their signature, and and I think it's probably the best the best thing that they're gonna have. There are a few other sandwiches on there I'd like to try, but you know there's a limit to how many things I can try in one sitting without feeling like I'm gonna pop. Um, they've got some you know steak sandwiches and brisket sandwiches right now I didn't get to try. So gyro, you know, medium medium feeling, right? I I, I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it. Uh, I also tried a dessert they had. What essentially was a cinnamon roll in a cup, um, you know, the the idea of something in a cup reminds me of S Steve Martin and the jerk talking about the best pizza in a cup vendor at the fair, or carnival or whatever it was he worked at, and that's kind of how I felt about this. Now, I've got to I've got to be fair with this. You know, there's a few types of cinnamon rolls I have in my mind. Um, one is kind of homemade ones. Those can vary in quality quite a lot. Um, some are really good. Some are overly bready. I know I've definitely made some that are overly bready, but uh, that's not the only thing, right? There is the the ones that they sell at IKEA. There's those grands and and different styles of like uh, 
refrigerator section grocery store ones where you get the dough and you put them in the oven, you bake them. Uh, some of those are actually really good if you get the steps right. Uh, and then, you know, Cinnabon is another one. I tried I tried one in, in a place that claimed to have the biggest one in the world. In retrospect, uh, this is a, you know, some place, it was like a city no one no one I know has heard of. I'm sure there are a lot of people that have heard of it. But I was in this city, and they claimed to have the biggest cinnamon roll in the world. And I said, that's great. But in retrospect, I should have been cognizant of the fact that they were claiming to have the biggest cinnamon roll in the world, not the best cinnamon roll in the world. So it was huge. It was bigger than a normal size plate, but it was pretty bready. It wasn't that great. <laughs> um, so, so that's one that's in my mind. I'd, I'd also say Cinnabon, right? Cinnabon to me is probably where my mind goes. Um, I think Hardy's also has some cinnamon rolls, but I think I was a kid when I had them last. So those ones don't, don't really, uh, register for me anymore. So trying to put all that in context, these are things that have been pre-prepared because they, they can't just bake them on the spot like Cinnabon can because Cinnabon's kind of turning them pretty constantly. Cinnabon's known for their gooiness. I would say that uh, Ikea ones are decent in terms of flavor, but they're a little dry. Cinnabon is great flavor, fairly gooey. Um, you know, I really like them. I think most people do. I'd put these somewhere in the middle. They're not as dry as Ikea, certainly nowhere near as, as gooey and sweet as Cinnabon. But it was it was pretty good. Um, I'd say it's definitely better than, you know, if I, I tried to put them on the same scale, definitely better than a, the gyro. Um, not as good as the roast beef. Um, you know, maybe on par with the French dip. It was it was a decent, decent thing as a fast food dessert. It was pretty good. You know, definitely the sort of thing you'd enjoy if you tried it. Um, I'm trying to think of a fast food dessert that that's equivalent that I would like as much, right? Because I, I feel like cookies aren't really in the same category. Because you can bake cookies and bring them to the store and have them later, and it's fine. So I, I'd say it's one of the better fast food desserts that I've had. Um, you know... I would definitely order that again if I was in the mood for dessert when I'm there. Uh, yeah, all in all, I'd, I'd say that's kind of where this stands. If you want my recommendation of what to get at Arby's, I'm going to recommend you get a classic roast beef sandwich and one of these cinnamon roll things. Uh, now I'll make a final kind of contentious point here. Arby's fries, they're curly fries. That's one thing that they're famous for. I don't know. The... They're good. They have a good flavor, but something about them feels kind of unnatural to me. Something about that flavor, it just feels like so processed. And keep in mind, right, I've been talking for about 20 minutes now about how great these different processed foods are, but like this is just too much. There's just too much going on with those for me. I totally get where people come from when they love those fries and Obviously, they're kind of another signature thing of Arby's, but for me, I wouldn't finish a whole box of those unless, you know, I was doing it just, just out of hunger, right? Like, I, I didn't get enough food, and I've got these fries, and I, I guess I'm going to finish them because I'm hungry. Um, you know, that's not necessarily the case for some of the other items, right? Like, if I if I like something, I might say, man, I just want one more bite. I want one, two more bites, you know, just because I, I enjoy it. Um, or I'm, you know, if I'm still in the area, maybe I go back and get a second something that I like if I'm still hungry. 
but I'm not going to go back to get more fries there. So that's that's probably my most controversial statement to date here on the podcast. Um, you know that I don't think Arby's fries are are worth it, uh, but I know they have their devotees. Uh, I guess the other things I could talk about there are the sauces. They have their Arby's sauce and their horsey sauce. I talked about horsey sauce, Arby's sauce. I always wanted it to be a bit more of a barbecue than it is. It's not a ketchup quite. Uh, it's got a flavor in it, and I've been racking my brain trying to figure out what that flavor is, what spice it is that they put in there, because it's a spice that's unique in any fast food restaurant, and I, I just wish I could figure out what it is, because it's been driving me crazy, because I can almost put my finger on it. So maybe if you know, um, once we get contact stuff set up here for the show, you can write in and let me know. Uh, well, that's it for this evening. I appreciate you listening to me talk about my experience at Arby's, and I hope you have a good experience as well and that you have a fantastic rest of your evening. Thank you for listening to Brighter Evening. I hope I've made your evening brighter. You can subscribe to us by RSS on Google or Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you get your podcasts. For more information on the show or this episode, please visit brighterevening.com.